0: Welcome everybody to the Choose Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Nazi Javid. We're vodcasting today as well. So we've got video here online, but I wanted to come on. I have a very special guest with me. If you're watching, you can see. If you're listening, let me tell you. She is, I guess the person who's known me for the most of my life, my whole life. She is my mom. And today is my 40th birthday. And I invited her on to kind of give me some perspective on what she's learned since she was 40. So she can maybe give me some life hacks or tips that I may not have known otherwise. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. yes. Thank you for coming on. I know it's not easy. um, But you know, you have a you have a Personality for TV, too. I got it, you know, from somewhere, right? So, listen, how's your day going?
1: My day is going great. Happy birthday, by the way.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I cannot believe I'm 40 years old. I do not feel 40. I don't know what 40 feels like, but I definitely don't feel it. Uh, I feel young and youthful and energetic. And, uh, you know, I want to stay that way. So, as I started to get to my 40th birthday. I can't believe I'm 40. It's so weird. Like just yesterday I was 39, now I'm 40. It's so strange. <laughs> but I started thinking like, okay, what what are the things that change? That's this is a whole nother decade. Like I remember my 20s were like one way and then my 30s were completely different than my 20s. And so I'm like are my 40s going to be completely different than my 30s? I don't know. And maybe there are things that I should be doing to prepare my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health, my, my life, my future, my planning, like I got to start thinking about it. This is pretty serious. I'm probably almost halfway through my life. If I live like a full, good, healthy life. Right. So thinking about approaching that halfway mark um, is pretty, pretty scary. So I asked you to make a list of things that you have learned along the way. Maybe things that you would have told yourself when you were 48 years old that you've learned since then that you wish somebody had told you then. Yes. And you made a list. Yes, and I did. the first thing that you have on there is that you would tell your 40-year-old self that everything is going to be okay. So yes. what did you mean by that?
1: You know, what I meant by that is sometimes um, uh, we put too much pressure on ourselves and um worried too much but i've changed and i and i have the mindset of being positive about whatever situation i'm coming into you know and it's going to be okay no matter what happens it's going to be okay
0: you know you say you've changed what what do you mean by that like what did you learn that helped you change
1: um what did i learn that helped me change
0: so just, what were you like before that you changed from
1: I was a reward. I would worry about everything. And what if, and you know, what if this happened or that happened? And, um, you can't, I couldn't continue living that way. So, um, you know, I just had a different mindset, took better care of my mental health. So I didn't worry so much and realized that everything will pass. You're not going to stay in that place forever. It does get better
0: that's really encouraging and what is what do you think it is that helped you get to that perspective
1: um well just uh going on in life my uh, faith is a big part of it I pray about everything and anything and all day long and I think that's what really has brought me through from my 20s 30s and 40s and
0: 50s yeah (laughs) I mean, let's talk about you a little bit so people can kind of get to know you. Um, you had me really young, right? At you were eighteen.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Um, which is an awesome benefit to me now because you know we we have that that closeness in age. But um, you know, I'm sure that that was scary for you at that time, and um, you know, a new a new responsibility, a new life. You know, and I'm sure that you you got to forty and you learned some lessons from when you were eighteen. Um, when, when you embarked on your 40-year-old life, where were you? What stage were you in, in at that time in your life?
1: Um, but you mean family-wise or?
0: Just anything. Like what was your life like when you turned 40? Do you remember your 40th birthday? Yeah, I do remember <laughs>
1: my 40th birthday. I came across a picture the other day of it, my memories. Um, okay. Of 40, I think um, the 30s were crazy. So 40, I felt a little more mature and more responsible. Um I took life a little bit more serious, I think. And, um, but I knew everything was going to be okay. I was making better choices for my life and my family. And when you do that, you feel good about yourself when you're doing the right thing and making the right choices for yourself and your family.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely feel like I'm in a place in life right now where I'm confident in the decisions that I'm making. I, um, I can fight my own battles. I don't need to run to my parents or even my husband and God bless them. He fights my battles for me if I want him to, but I don't I don't need him to. Um, you know, we're, we're an equal team and we support each other. And I feel like that's something that I have gained in my thirties now, you know, as I approach this 40 year decade, I learned how to be stronger on my own. Um, so that's definitely something going into this decade that I didn't have before. What's something that you had when you were in your 40 year, that, that decade of like, you just turned 40, um, maybe something specific. You mentioned that you wanted to, you would tell your 40 year old self that to take risks
1: Yes, take risks. I was a safety girl. So I did everything that was safe. I never took any risks. And I wish I would have, I can't think of any now, but I wish I would have taken more risks. Even today, I, you know, try to push myself to do more out
0: of my comfort zone. Yeah. Because it helped you to grow. Sure does. I'm the same way. I'm a I'm a safety. Like I'm a let's stay in the same. Like I don't, it's de- definitely difficult. Like I always admire the people that are like, you know what? I want to go like work in as a, at a Marine biology place and no experience, no family there, no savings, like no plan. And they'll quit the job and go uh, pursue their dream. I love those people. I admire them because I don't have that. I've got to have like a 10 step plan in place with a manual before (laughs) I make a next step. (laughs) And sometimes that's good, but sometimes it doesn't serve me because it's like, what else could I be doing? Um, that that I'm not, but I do feel though, like with age, I've gotten a lot braver about just throwing myself out there and like yeah. worrying so much about what people think. Because before, I would like always worry, like are they, are they, what do they think about what's coming out of my mouth? Now I don't really care. It's like life is too short. Like I'm 40 years yes. old now. I have a different 40. perspective. I'm 40 <laughs> now. I was 39 yesterday. I am 40 today. <laughs> yes you are something else you put on your list was learn something new and often you put that to you would tell your 40 year old self to learn something new and often what what's something that you wish you had learned back then
1: well um a few things i i learned uh photography seriously back then in my 40s i kind of dabbled with it as a young kid um my grandmother used to take pictures all the time. So I think I got it from her.
0: Oh my and, gosh, you take pictures of everything all the time. I know that yeah. I, if I ever need a picture, you yeah. have something somewhere, which I love. And I think I got that from you too. And yeah, I was going to say, I think you do the same thing. Now I do that for a living and they pay me to do it. So it actually worked out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to concentrate on something that I love to do and that I enjoyed doing. And so photography was it. I got myself a good camera and continued taking pictures of everything. You can't get all the good pictures on your camera phone. Right. And um, and I'm still learning. I'm improving on it. So um, you know, I think it's gonna. And it's good to document. You know, yes. for history and your family. And so I enjoy it, and I improve on it every time I bring that camera out.
0: You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, whenever I would have pictures in college, I would always bring them to you because I knew that I was moving around. I was going all over the country and like, I just have boxes. I still have boxes of like one use cameras that I haven't developed. Like I knew that I needed to give somebody the the pictures to have because I didn't think I was responsible enough to keep them. So I'm glad I did that because I know you had a lot of those. However, then the fire happened Yes, and you lost all of the physical pictures however you had spent so much time like documenting everything digitally which I think really was a huge benefit to us because now we have all of that still yes. even though it's not in paper form yeah which who, you know who prints out pictures today anymore anyways right <laughs> it's very rare I do I do when I want to frame them and stuff but um yeah. yeah. You, you, you document a lot on digital and I think you even got me a laptop once. Cause you wanted me to like do that you know, to keep track of everything and yes. save everything. And it helps having those digital files. Mm-hmm. Next on your list, you put master something you are good at. So, Oh, that was your photography and you're yes. still improving. Um, and then you said, it's important to keep up to date with family and friends, no matter how close or far you are to each other
1: so important.
0: So let's talk about kind of like your experience with family that got you to that point where you realized like, okay, I need to put more energy into staying in touch with my peeps.
1: Yes, especially uh, during COVID. I think I was in a place where i don't want to, I don't know, I just, I wouldn't pick up the phone as often as I had before. I don't know why, but I have two brothers or three brothers that always were bugging me on the phone and calling me. And I felt bad if they were always the ones to reach out to me. So I made it a point to, you know, reciprocate and call them, you know, um, once a week or whenever, any hour they pick up the phone and, you know, it's important. It's very important.
0: It really is. You know, I, that got me thinking because I, you know, that's I'm kind of that way too, where like I have so many people that are important to me in my life. And for the most part, they are always the ones that reach out to me. And I'm a loyal friend and I'm always there and I'm physically there most of the, the time. But I'm not typically the first one to reach out, not because I don't want to, just because. I just, you know, the good friends that I have. Yeah. That's the relationship we have. I, they reach out and I check in of course with, with my people, but, but like, for example, my best friend Trinity who, you know, I would love to dedicate this episode to, because she would have been 39 on May 7th and uh, we always celebrated our birthdays together. And Uh so um, we would have been celebrating. You know, this year, but yes. she obviously tragically lost her life. Um, if listeners don't know, she died from brain cancer in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. It was it was a, a really really heartbreaking time. And she battled that for 10 years. And she, she was a survivor and she fought and she had so much faith. And, you know, I, I, I held her hand and I watched her as she was, you know, dying from cancer and she couldn't speak and she couldn't eat on her own. And she could only hold up the, I love you sign to me. Um, when uh-huh. we, when we knew it was the last time we were going to see each other, she did that and uh-huh. you know, I'm sobbing. And so th- what I like to, to, to think about in this situation is it, it, I, I am very lucky that I get to be 40 I'm, I'm lucky that I get to see this. Uh, is somebody there trying to come into your yes. house? Okay, we're in the middle of a... We'll get back to you on that. We're, we're live. We're live. Sorry about that. <laughs> Side note, I was on the news yesterday and I forgot that we were live. I, we were recording. I thought we were recording something and, I, and we were actually live. So it happens. Oh. It happens to the best of us. Uh, but back to what I was saying. So... I, when people are like, oh my God, I'm getting so old. Like what do you, you, know, I'm like, listen, not everybody gets the privilege of, of seeing another birthday. And that's a lesson that Trinity taught me. And so I don't want to be, I don't want to live in that space. I'm very grateful for another year, another day, another moment on this, on this earth. And I know that I will see her again, mm. that she, You know, her passing was not in vain. She taught us so many of us the value of of life and the time that we have here. Um, So when you say it's important to keep up to date with family, that's really important because the, the regret that I do have and, you know, Trinity and I were so close and we talked all the time and we were best friends forever and we lived together and we, you know, traveled together. We were two peas in a pod, but she always was the one to reach out to me and I always responded, you know, we always and but I was always the one that was like, Hey, I'm in the area. I'm coming over. You know, I'm a, I'm a in-person person, yeah. but she always did the, the, the calls and the texts and like, you know, the, she initiated that. And, and, you know, after her passing, I felt like, man, you know, I, I could have initiated more and I, I didn't, and that's a re- regret that I have. So I really think that that's a, a good piece of advice there, that family and friends are first. I think it's easy to get so caught up in the world and, life and work and errands and and doing things for other people that like, we forget to take a minute and do something like this. Like talk to your mom about life lessons that, but for this, I may not have this, you know, life is, is not guaranteed. You could be God God forbid, you know, not here tomorrow. I could be God forbid, not here tomorrow. And I would regret not taking the initiative to ask you these things. Yes. I'm glad I get to do that today. You mentioned talking on the phone more is something that you would, would tell yourself back then. I hate talking on the phone. I do too. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it so
1: much. I could Whoa. take it for a minute or two, but not a long conversationalist, but I'm, I've am i
0: improved. That's so good. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you say that because I, I need to be better at that. I hate talking on the phone. I hate calling people and I hate answering the phone. And I hate, <laughs> hate checking voicemail. I'm like, listen, just text me. Or like, leave me a voice note, we'll talk, I don't know, I got to work on that one. Talk on the phone more. You also said that what you've learned over the years is to be accepting of everyone. Your grandmother was the perfect example of that. Tell me about her, my great grandmother.
1: Great grandmother Nieves Pena. she was the sweetest, the sweetest. Was she the woman. little, little tiny one? Yes. I don't think I talked. That's a, another thing I need to do more is tell family stories. I don't know why I was stuck in not doing that, but mm-hmm. I've come out of that a little bit And and tell, because it makes me emotional. I think so. I don't do it.
0: Well, let's talk but, about it. Pa- don't let it, don't pass this by and say, we'll talk about it later. Let's talk about it now.
1: Yeah. She was a, she was a sweetest woman the kindest heart and she taught me and my siblings how to love each other and other people because she was so accepting of everybody no matter who they were and this was in the 60s and 70s you know so um it was a little bit different but everything good in me I learned from her as as a young child
0: was she the biggest influence in your life she was
1: the biggest influence in my life yeah. yeah
0: where where did you guys live at that time
1: we lived in San Jose in the Willow Glen area.
0: Oh, how neat! Yeah. So, did you live with her? Yeah. She. So, when my mother passed away, at so let's talk year. about that. Let's t- okay. let's talk about your mom, my my birth mother. Yeah. Yeah. So, at five years old, um, she
1: passed, and my I have three brothers. One was nine, seven. Me was I was five, and my younger brother, uh, three years younger than me. Um, so, uh, we went to live with my grandparents, which we were with them all the time anyway, when my mom was working. So it was, you know, natural. Did that she...
0: we. Sorry. What, what did she do for work? Was she a nurse? She was a
1: nurse assistant. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah. so that must've been really tragic for you, obviously at five years old and your brothers were how old?
1: Mom uh, Johnny was nine and George was seven.
0: Johnny was nine, George was seven and you were five. So I was four, five. With a little... Yeah. And not so Nacho was, Nacho
1: was the youngest. He was like three.
0: What do you remember about that? You know, I know we're going off topic, but these are questions I've never asked you. So I feel yeah. kind of compelled to ask you about that. Like, what do you remember when that happened? I do remember when that happened.
1: Um, kids, kids are funny. They don't know how to, how to regulate emotions. I remember getting off the coming home from school at, uh, when I was in kindergarten and i was walking through the gate and my oldest brother bounced in and said hey mom died and i was like oh what?
0: no <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't what? understand it what so, you know, who is that yeah. uncle johnny
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't even know if he remembers it hopefully he doesn't walk yeah so i have little snapshots of my mom you know So he re- said
0: you know hey mom died and then what did you how did you did you process
1: I, that at five I, I no, I don't think I processed that at all. I think I can't remember um, a whole lot after that, but I have little snippets of being in the hearse or the. Back in the day, they used to drive you in a. Um, yeah, and yeah, you got to be in the vehicle. Not with the, not with my mom. No, they had a different one that carried the family to the place. Oh,
0: okay. And they
1: had these little seats in front of the regular seats for little people, for me and my brothers. To sit it was kind of oh. weird. Oh. But, yeah, I have little snippets of that. But about my mom, Rose, um, I remember going to um, uh, to places with her to protest. I don't know what she was protesting or what they were doing, but I remember as a little kid um, tagging along in the car with her.
0: No way. Yes. What a fun memory. Yeah. Um, was her middle name Victoria?
1: No, no middle name. Rose Pena. Was
0: a Rose Pena. Okay, so, um, you know, obviously, because I never got to meet her, what was she like it, what else do you know about her maybe that you don't remember but that people told you when you got older
1: mm, she was a good cook which I remember a little bit but um and it's funny I don't remember more because I remember always being with her either with her or my grandmother all the time uh, well my grandfather too he used to take care of us and get us ready for school and stuff but um I remember she was really pretty oh, and I've seen
0: picture a picture of her yeah
1: I wish I could remember more, but I just get little snippets here and there in my brain.
0: So do you want to share how she passed or do you want to?
1: Sure. I'll share how she passed. Um, She uh, died by suicide. Um, She had a troubled life, a troubled, not troubled life. I think that um, my perspective is when that happens to somebody, they're in a really sorrowful sad place I don't think anybody really wants to commit suicide no
0: never I mean if no and I think at that last last
1: minute if they could turn it around I think they could so um that's how she passed she was in
0: pain what 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 was causing her her pain do you know I don't know I don't know oh we've got a 10 minute warning on the meeting so um but yeah so what time is it to 318. So we've got it until 328. Okay. So, so gosh, I, I, I can't even, I can't, I can't imagine at this point in my life at 40, losing you as uh-huh. a, losing a parent, losing, losing a loved one. I mean, yeah. it was tragedy losing my best friend who I consider to be a sister. So uh-huh. at five years old to, to have to process, okay, not only is my mom gone, but like, did you know how she, passed at that time I didn't for the longest
1: time I thought in my head that she died of cancer because I know she had uh throat cancer
0: cancer, right did she have to have her her something taken out
1: um she had a trach Trach. for a while but that was corrected but she had skin grafts on her neck uh from the uh, throat cancer and
0: um yeah so that must've been hard. Did she lose her voice? Like her ability? She did talk? lose
1: her voice for a little while and she lost all her hair. And that was way back in the day. I mean, she had it from a young age and then it came back again when she was a young adult. And I mean, you know, maybe that was part of it. I don't know, but she
0: That's went really through a lot. scary to think about going through How How old was she when she passed? 26. Oh my gosh. She was 46. She was six years No, eight. no, no, 26. Oh, 26? 26. 26.
1: Yeah.
0: She doesn't of 30 yet. Yeah. Oh my God. You see, this yeah. is why we get to be grateful today to be here because yes. not everybody gets to make it that far. And what, what a tragedy to, 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 and, you know, have your life be ended that early at 26. I can't, I can't imagine. Um, but you still were able to come out of it and become a great mom. So what was it hard for you to like learn how to how to parent without having your mom there for most of your life
1: well no not really I mean I I I think I learned a lot from my grandmother and other uh, relatives watching them but I made a lot of mistakes you know you being the firstborn, I remember having you one of those little um holders and the holders that they have are the little baby holders that they have for dolls that's what they had back in the day I had you as you in laundry and I put you on top of the I was basket. Carry you up and you rolled out of the laundry basket. <laughs> I didn't know. you think I would have known better than to do that. But yeah, you weren't rolling out of the basket. I'm
0: so fine today. It's still yeah. fine. You just, you, just you
1: just learn.
0: How did she, I never have asked you, you know, how did she um, commit suicide? I think from
1: medication. And you then know, who, who found
0: her, do you know? I'm not sure exactly.
1: I'm sure I know, but I can't remember. Um, I think maybe my grandmother or grandfather.
0: Wow, oh, uh, it's just it's it's incredible learning about family history. I feel like there's so much left to to learn there. You did the twenty three andme Me thing, didn't you? I or did the, not the genealogy. I will not do it because I don't. See, want I won't
1: do it. DNA I can't.
0: <laughs> no, so I'm good off sharing our, you know, stories this way. Yeah. Like, I don't want anybody like using my DNA to go like set me up for a crime or something like that. Right. No, thank you. Yeah, right. We're running, uh, we're running out of time, but I, I do want to know, is there anything else that you would like to share or tell me as a person going into my forties, maybe what it's like to age, you know, maybe what it's like to, to, to be healthy or like tips that you would give me. So to, I could avoid making some mistakes, yes. you know, hopefully. I would say
1: I've learned a lot in the past uh, year or so about um, having diabetes and being healthy.
0: Yeah. So because wait, hold on. You just found out that you had diabetes not too long ago. Right.
1: Right. So right.
0: what, what was that like? Like, how did that come about all of a sudden? I didn't
1: know it was that serious. I don't know why I, I, um, that's
0: very frightening.
1: Yeah, and and I know people with diabetes. I just you know I thought I could manage it well, but it takes a lot to manage it. I mean, yeah. um, but the good thing is that I found um, what's healthy for me, what's healthy in food, and what's not, and um, and you just got to commit to that to eat healthier, to take care of yourself
0: more. I think that that's, that is the, the, the note I want to go out on because I think, and it's interesting because, you know, you, people always think like, okay, well, you know, only, you know, if you're overweight, you get diabetes, but like you weren't overweight, you be, had gained weight because of the diabetes. Yes. That was a strange experience yes. for you. And I'm sure that's difficult for you. Like having to you're like, all of a sudden I have to change my clothes and I have to like, figure out how to get, and then to get healthy again. Like that's, that's really difficult. That's a huge, that's a huge thing for anybody to take on. Even someone who's like young and bouncing around and like healthy, but like for somebody like me at forty, like that would seem like a lot. So, how old are you now? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Yeah. So that what did it? It did it. It scared you into changing for the positive because you're down like eating healthy. You're a vegetarian. It, it. reached me, yes. um, which I think is a good lesson to be learned. Yeah, it's important to read the label labels yeah. on your food. Yeah, and be educated um, yes. about what what those labels mean and what we're ingesting and uh, having physical activity because the stress is also, you know, stress and cortisol and all of that. It just, um, I feel like those are things I definitely need to focus on moving forward because I want to be healthy and happy and heart healthy for the Mm -hmm. people in my life and my husband, my kids, my family, my parents. Um, I want to, I want to live a a long and healthy life. Yes. Hopefully, you know, I take your advice now and so that I could avoid making some mistakes down the line that will take me elsewhere because aging is a very serious thing. And like, I feel like eating healthy, um, adds years. To your yes. Life. Yes.
1: Yeah. And walking and a little exercise yes. and it's a good stress reliever
0: Zumba and <laughs> yoga. Mm, no one can see me. That's listening. Um, well, listen, I, I'm so grateful that you made the time to come on and I'm sorry that we're running out of time and we can't go, go that much longer. I appreciate that I get to spend my birthday with you today. Yes, happy is. birthday. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait to post this and share this with my friends um, and and followers and community. Everybody's been so supportive today. I've received so many gifts and flowers and cards and messages, like emails from viewers and strangers. And I just feel so loved and I'm so grateful. So I'm, I'm kicking off and going into year 40 with positive vibes only. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be (laughs) healthy and happy. And, you know, one thing I really love about this stage of life is that I am at a, at a peaceful place. Like there was some crazy between like 25 and 35, like not, you know, maybe, maybe 23 and 33 was probably my, I had a lot of ups, but I had a lot of downs and I didn't finally like stabilize out until around 33. And then the rest of my thirties were like great and establishing and then I met my husband and got married. And now at forty, I have the life that I dream of. I'm a morning news anchor. Nice. I have my beautiful, healthy family. Um, I have amazing kids in my life, and um, I have a husband who respects me, loves me, supports me, and and just treats me like I'm the only person on the planet. That he just really like I'm the only woman on the planet, and he. Has my back, so I feel like forty is going to be my the new twenty for me. This decade, forties are going to be positive, and uh, you know I can't wait to see what happens. I can't yes. wait to see what comes. It's going to be it. full
1: of possibilities, new possibilities. I know.
0: <laughs> I really want to go to space. Honestly, like if I can have anything <laughs> for my birthday, I want the I want in my lifetime at some point to be able to go to space. Like, is that too much to ask? No. <laughs> eddie poor eddie he has to like watch universe documentaries and like read books about you know the eclipses and like asteroids and comets. and i love That's the universe it's fascinating and did you ever think about like okay i know we're running out of time but like there there's like it's just it's it boggles my mind like there there are infinite universes like, yes you know with the infinite universes like multiple and like imagine i it's just my mind can't process it yeah but on that note, I'm going to leave it there because people are going to be like, this lady is gray. Like 40 <laughs> is making her crazy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, mom, if people want to find you, if they want to follow you, if they want to connect with you on Facebook, social media. Yes. Uh, Just look up
1: that. Teresa Jobin Morales.
0: Teresa Jobin Morales. We will see you there. Thank you for the time. I love you. I appreciate you. And for everyone listening and watching, I hope you get out there, make it a great day and say it with me, mom. Don't forget to choose. Choose happy. happy. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Choose happy.